Great report. Thanks, guys. And Hale, I just loved Juliet's testimony because that's a little bit about what I want to talk about tonight. And um, it's just going to fit in really well. I'm going to put this here because I am a bit notorious for getting a bit excited. So put that there. Throw everything off. Okay, I said I was going to talk to you a little bit about Linus. So I've had a, um, a clip there. Can, um, not a clip, just a, a picture of Linus, just in case you don't know Snoopy. And um, have we got that slide there? There's... Well, there you go, Linus um, and the Peanuts and the characters there, it's pretty cool. Actually, I really like Snoopy, I have to say, Snoopy is my favourite. But there's Linus, and Linus doesn't go anywhere without his blanket. There's his blanket, and I just wonder, how many of you, when you were growing up, actually needed your equivalent of a blankie, a particular toy that was your toy? I had one of my nephews, he had a toy and it was called Patty. And uh, Paddy was dragged around by his ear, everything. I don't know how many times Nana sewed Paddy's ear back on again. And then one day, uh, you know, it was a frantic phone call from, uh, from the dad saying, is Paddy there? Because, you know, Joel won't go to sleep without Paddy. So, you know, he had to come around and find Paddy. So, you know, this kind of like that comfort thing, you know, that uh, everybody has or goes through a phase or something. Maybe it's not a blanket or a favourite toy. Maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, we pretend when we're adult, mature, that we don't need that anymore. But how many of you go to the refrigerator? Just wondering, you know, just thinking about the chocolate and the coffee and uh, whatever else is your comfort zone, your comfort place. You know, when things get a little bit stressful, what do you seek out? You know, what's your, what's your patty? Um, what's your blanket? So this is, is Linus. And I was just thinking about the whole concept of comfort because you know, we actually don't like things being uncomfortable. Are we, as soon as something becomes uncomfortable and we go into that place of uncertainty, we go looking for that, that certainty again. We go to find that place of comfort. And, you know, whatever it is and, and where it is and what it could be for any of us is that how do you deal with uncertainty? What does 2017 look like for you? Is it feeling a little bit uncertain, a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit fearful about something coming up? Is there a decision? Is it going back to work? Is it a new challenge? I was listening to Juliet, praying aloud. Uncomfortable, challenging, pushing it out there a little bit. And we don't really honestly like it. We are uncomfortable, and we go looking for our comfort rug. Now, this is mine. It is actually not. I like, seriously, I'm not Linus. I just wanted to say that straight up. But I have to say, this was a gift that was given to me for my 21st, and it's done a few beach missions, I have to say. It's done beach missions. It's done youth camps. It's done camping. It's been a lot of places with me all around New Zealand. It's done a lot of road trips. You know, it's the... It's the blanket that goes in the car wherever I'm going. It's there. And it sits, sits on the end of my bed, so it's my warmth. It's, it also sits on the couch, and the couch is where I do my God time. And, you know, sometimes it's cold in the morning, my blanket, around it comes, and it's there when I pray. It's that place of warmth. It's a place of comfort. And I, I realize that this blanket's done a lot. It's done a lot with me. It hasn't been overseas, I have to say. It's not really the sort of thing you put in your bag when you're trying to keep keep it down. But it's been places, and it's been there, and it's done a lot of life. And I'm thinking, 
That's interesting. You know, it's just kind of like putting the things together. And as I was listening to the Christmas message, you know, over and over again, I heard a repeated phrase coming. And that phrase out of the Christmas message is fear not. Fear not. You think about it. It was just so like, I'm thinking, man, just that, that, that phrase, as I heard the familiar words of Christmas coming, it's like Luke 1, verse 13. It says to Zechariah, fear not, Zechariah. An angel son just turned up, you know, for a <laughs> Fear not, Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. Luke 1.30, here's Mary, she's just gone about a day. She's just been ordinary. She's not looking for anything spectacular. She's not on beach mission. She's not hiding from the water bombs or anything. She's just doing life. And an angel turns up and gives her the most stunning news. And she's like, and it's like, fear not. Mary, you've found favor. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, hello, you've just shaken my world. You've just turned it totally upside down and you say to me, fear not. Joseph, Joseph is just this dynamic bombshell. His fiance has just said to him, oh, uh, guess what, honey, I'm pregnant. Yeah, and who? <laughs> and what? And he's going, no way. His world has just exploded and blown up in his face, and he's gone, what do I do with this? And in a dream, God speaks to him and says, fear not. Fear not. And then nine months later, you know, the shepherds are, are out. They're just minding their own business, watching the sheep in the middle of the night and whatever, and suddenly the sky erupts, and there's this angelic host um, praising God and having a party, and they go, and the angel says to them, fear not. Fear not. What do you do when your world suddenly explodes on you? What do you do when you've had that announcement or that, that prognosis come through, and you go, What? I wasn't expecting that. What do you do when God intervenes in your life and you feel this tug and this pull? I'm I'm just kind of thinking about Rod and Delphina. You know, God God has quickened them to go to Sydney. Hello. That's, That's pretty big stuff. Your world suddenly gets shaken up. And these guys in our, in our Christmas story so familiar, they're just people like you and me. And their world got exploded. How do you cope with that? But you see, the wonderful, wonderful thing is, the good news is, that God then threw them a comfy. He threw them a security blanket. And he throws you and I a security blanket because he knows that we need something to bring comfort and encouragement to us. He knows that we go looking for something to hold on to when our world gets shaken. Uh, One of my family members wanted to get into a big discussion over the Christmas period on politics. And what did I think about Trump? And, you know, is he the Antichrist? And I'm going, oh, good grief. You know, how many antichrists have we had already? But, you know, like, I'm just going like, you know, and I said to him, you know, the one thing I know, out of when I look at world politics right now, we've got the most, the most people on the move that this world has ever had. I mean, the refugee thing is, is, is beyond, beyond us. How can we solve that? It's, it's, it's huge. And I look at it, and there's the whole Brexit thing. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought that was going to happen? Who would have thought that Donald Trump was going to go into the White House? I mean, he just didn't fit any boxes. 
Who would have thought? And our world's gone uncertain, unpredictable. And even our Earth here in New Zealand, how, you know, there's been thousands of earthquakes. See, not even the Earth is solid anymore. In an instant, in a moment, life changes. Yeah. You know, with a, a 7.8 earthquake, six meters comes out of the ground. You know, suddenly maybe creation can happen quickly. <laughs> it sure changed things. And how do we cope? And what is it that God sends to us? What is the comfort blanket that he brings? Well, let's take a look at Joseph's story a little bit closer. And uh, let's have a look here at... I'm just looking at the time. It's going to be quick. Okay. Matthew, um, in Matthew chapter 1. You know, Joseph has just heard the news from, from Mary, and he's quietly thinking that he's going to put her aside, okay? He's, just gonna, he's going to take control of this situation that's out of control, and he's going to deal with it, and he's going to quietly divorce Mary and pretend it hasn't happened and just move on. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then Matthew makes a comment here. See, Matthew's writing this. He's writing to, to Jewish people who have been tossed out of their synagogues because they believe in Jesus. He's writing to, to a first century Jews, and he's saying to them, look, I tell you what, what is happening has a continuity from the old into the new. I want to tell you that what's going on, that God has orchestrating it, and God is in control, because now he makes a comment, this is to fulfill... This is to fulfill what the prophet said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Any first century Jew, here's the name, Emmanuel, they know what that means. That means God is with us. How could Joseph turn around in the face of public opinion, knowing that there's whispers, knowing that his reputation now is at stake, he turns around and he marries Mary. He turns around and he brings protection and he brings, uh, brings stability to Mary and the child that she carries. How can he do that? Because he knows God is with him. He's got a security blanket. Fear not, Joseph. God is with him. This God has in control and God said it a thousand years ago and God is at work. And he got a revelation in that dream that God was with him. And if God was with him, then that was about all that he had to go on. It was a journey he didn't know. It was an uncertain journey. And, and, and his journey with Mary and, and, and the child takes him to Bethlehem. And he goes, phew, new place, different place. Nobody knows the background. Oh, we can settle down. Got, put my five-year plan back into place. Got wife, got child, build house, settle down, have normal life. But in less than two years later, there's a knock on his door, and three wise men turn up with a bunch of camels. And he goes, oh my gosh, trouble has just come to my door, because they've come to worship the child. And he knows that Herod will know. He knows that he's got political hotcakes on his hands. So what does he do? God again speaks to him, don't be afraid. 
And now he sends him to Egypt, the last place on earth that any self-respecting Jew would want to go to. But he goes there. Why? Because God says to him, here's the security blanket, God is with you. What are we facing? What's the uncertainty? What is it that, that at times troubles you and sets the panic and the questions going? Maybe it's a new year and you don't know what that year is going to pan out like. Maybe you're in a, a season of your life and maybe you're a new parent and you go, man, I've got this screaming child. I don't know what to do with it. Can I just say to you, the same thing that the angel kept repeating over and over again, fear not, God is with you. Jesus is God with us. It's an incredible, incredible revelation. When you think about it, Joseph had Jesus. This child was Jesus, the one who would save. Save us from what? Save us from our fear. Save us from our anxiety. Save us from the things that plague us and disturb us. Save us from the uncertainty. Save us from our sin. But above all, in the continuity of the, of the whole picture of, of Scripture, this is God who comes to dwell with us. The almighty God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe, his whole desire all along was that he might walk with you in the garden, that he might talk with you, that he might hang out with you, that he might be with you. And all the way through the Old Testament, he was God and he said to Abraham, fear not Abraham, I am your shield and your very great reward. And he turned around and he said to Isaac, fear not, I am with you. And he said to Jacob, fear not, I am with you. And he said to Moses who had an encounter in the wilderness and he said, oh God, you know, I'm nice and comfortable. I'm pretty cool about shepherding right now. I'm good shepherd. And, and God turns up and says, why don't you go back to Egypt and set my people? Are you joking? No, that is too uncomfortable. No, thank you very much. Uh, send somebody else, and God turns around and says, I am God. What is that? I will be with you. And Moses discovered the most exciting thing out, that when he had the presence of God, he had everything. See, several chapters on in Exodus 33, Moses cries out. God's just about had enough of the Israelites. And, God, and Moses cries out and says, God, unless you go with me, Unless you go with us, we are not moving from this place. And God turns around and he says, you know what, Moses? My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. You know, that's our security blanket. God is with us. God is with you. Because of Jesus Christ, God became flesh and dwelt among us. He came so close. And, and, and Matthew makes it a great, great statement. He tries to push it through. He says, chapter one, here's the revelation, Emmanuel, God with us. And then he closes his book in the last chapter in Matthew 28, verse 19. And, and you know this one. This is the Great Commission. Go, therefore, into all the world, declaring, teaching, making disciples, tell them the good news. And then he finishes off in verse 20 and he says, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. This is the good news. This is the best news. This is our comfort. This is our blanket. This is the thing that we can hold on to. We don't have certain answers. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Neither do you. 
I don't know what the next earthquake shake will be. None of us do that. But you know what? What we do have is we have God with us. And that is more than enough. It's more than anything. And we can wrap ourselves in the protection and the love and the mercy and the greatness of God. I really like Juliet's testimony tonight. How she said struggling with overcoming. You know, Pastor Sam talked about the sumo wrestling, the battle within this morning. What was the sumo? It's fear. It's the fear of stepping out. This is fear of looking stupid. It's the fear of whatever. I'm not doing it right. I'm not getting it right. But praise God, I think, well done you, Juliet, for battling that battle within and understanding that God was with you. And you're going to understand that when we get that, we get that into our heart, doesn't matter what we face. You see, fear never goes away. Fear will be with us all our life because every new situation throws us into that place of uncertainty. Do you know what? It's a gift. It's actually a gift because when we're there, we grab our security blanket. We grab the presence of God and we wrap it around ourselves and say, you know what? Soul, be still. God is with me. He is my rest. He is the presence. You know, maybe fear is not something that you're struggling with tonight. Maybe you're pretty sweet. Do you know what? Be a Moses and cry and say, God, unless your presence comes with me, I ain't ain't moving from here. Because with you, I've got everything that I need. God is with us. As we look into 2017, as a church, as individuals, I know have this incredible sense that God has great, great things in store for us, beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. And, but I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it's going to call from us or what it's going to require from us. I don't know how we're going to solve the world's problems, but this I know. Because of Jesus, God is with us. So close that, in fact, he comes and he dwells inside of us when we ask. You know, this, <laughs> these last few days, as you know, it's been a bit cold, and uh, we decided to try and staunch it down, sit outside, watch the stars, you know, the sunset come down, and uh, the southerly was blowing straight in. But we were like, we're good. Shall I get a blanket? No, we're tough. We aren't staunch it. We're good. Come on, freezing, let's go inside. So the next night we tried again, and we sat outside there, and like, mm, having a nice time, yep. You see, I had family from Brisbane, so they were really cold, because they came from 30 plus temperatures, and you know, we were barely pushing, pushing to 20. <laughs> you know, so we went in, and I thought, this is dumb. You know, if we were camping, we would go and get the blanket, and we would put it around us. And I went and I got some blankets, and I put it around. And you know, we sat out there with the blankets around, and we sat and we chatted and we watched the stars come out and we had a great time. Why does our pride say, no, I can do it, I'm good. When we're offered the greatest comfort, when we're offered the presence of God day after day, month after month, week after month, why do we think, no, I'm good. I'm staunch, I got it. We said, take the blanket. Take Jesus. Take Jesus. You know, I reckon the shepherds got it. They got it out of everybody because they, they really got it because they went and they saw that baby and they recognized that God had come to them. 
God was with them. God was in them. And you know what? They could not stop talking about it. They, it says they went out and told everybody, everybody the good news, that God was with Israel. God had come to his people. God was here. God was come in the face of Jesus. You know, when we get it, when we really get it, I reckon that we can't shut up. Why wouldn't you offer the greatest comfort that you could ever have? Jesus. Let's do it this year in 2017. Let's push ourselves out and go, you know what? I really want it. Jesus, God, with us. I'm going to ask the Mesos to come back because I want us to sing that song. What a beautiful name we have. What a beautiful name. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name. And as they come, let me first of all talk to those of you that you're here tonight and you've actually never taken the gift of Jesus Christ. You've never ever taken the step of saying, you know what? I can't do life on my own. I have to admit it. I've stuffed up. One of the, the, the great things, and Israel knew this, when, when Matthew wrote this word, God is with us, they knew that every time they tried to do life without God, they got in a big mess, totally big mess. You know, they started fighting one another, their families broke apart, their nation broke apart, they got in a huge mess every time they tried to do life without God. We're not actually designed to do life without And so I'm speaking to you, if you're here tonight and somebody's invited you along and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come and you've never said, God, you know what? I want to take that blanket as it were. I want to take that gift of Jesus who saves, Jesus who who is God with us, Jesus who is grace, Jesus who is strength, Jesus who is our forgiveness. I, I want to take the gift of Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to do that tonight, I would just love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you so much. Why don't you just, everybody, just stand right now? And just before we sing, if there's anybody here and you would like to ask Jesus Christ 